Welcome to GrocerCast, a production of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. I'm Brandon Scholes, president of the WGA, and thanking you for joining us today. This program is a member benefit for the WGA's retail, warehouse, and allied members. GrocerCast is produced to provide WGA members with insight to the different components of the grocery industry, consumer and industry trends, category insight, and more. In addition to the industry program with BPI, We'll feature a member profile after this with Greg Hansen, owner of Hansen's IGA in Western Wisconsin, as part of our show. GrocerCast is produced by the WGA's marketing coordinator, Brittany Knudsen. Today, we're joined by Steve Miller, owner of BPI. And at part two of the show, again, we'll be joined by Greg Hansen of Hansen's IGA. The WGA's GrocerCast is sponsored by Kemp's. For over 100 years, Kemp's has provided consumers with fresh, locally sourced dairy products crafted with care across the region. 100% dairy farmer-owned, Kemp's is a proud part of this community producing a wide array of products. From fluid milk, cottage cheese, and sour cream to ice cream, frozen yogurt, and frozen novelties. Kemp's has products for every family member, every part of the day, and every day of the week. Kemp's also supports families in need through a variety of initiatives, including the Giving Cow, shelf-stable packaged milk, made available through food banks throughout the local area. Kemp's Cares for and supports local communities through Kemp's Cares volunteer opportunities, in addition to financial support through the Kemp's Foundation. It's the neighborly thing to do, and it's how Kemp's does business. Steve Miller, you're the owner of BPI. Many thanks for joining us today. BPI has been a great supporter of the Wisconsin Grocers Association and of grocers here in Wisconsin. Steve, uh, why don't you start off first? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the biz. Well, I was, uh, like many of the grocers, born into the business. I am a full-fledged SOB, which stands for son of a blueprinter. My father, my father got the business going in 1961 and when I was about nine years old was the first time I came into the business, uh, sweeping the floors and cleaning up a paper. So much, again, much like what grocers have gone through is they've, they've grown up in the business, uh, did deliveries. I've done summer work when, when the drivers were on vacation, come home for holidays and work over the holidays. After, uh, after I did that for a number of years, I went to college and then I joined Chase Manhattan Bank for seven years and came back to the company in 1990 when my father decided it was time to retire. Uh, I want to have you tell us a little bit about BPI, but um, one of the opportunities I had was to visit you and your team uh, at the business. And uh, we talked about uh, a little bit about how it started, what the history was, but my dad was an architect and you and I kind of figured out at some point that when my dad was hand drawing his, his, uh, his architect plans for buildings, uh, back in the day, there was no CAD, no computer, so you had to get a copy, and so you went and had a blueprint made of your of your drawing, and, and my dad uh, got all his blueprints back in the day from, from BPI. So what's the growth been like, and, and kind of what sort of, talk to us about the kind of products and services that you're offering grocers, because you're not offering blueprints. You're a lot more than just blueprints. That's certainly true. We've, we haven't done a blueprint now in probably 15, maybe 16 years. Um, 
well, dad started in 61 and, uh, and served your dad with manual drafting supplies and, and blueprint copies of, of things that he drew. And that, you know, was a very, uh, efficient way compared to what it was previously, which was, you know, the, the monks would, would redraw everything, but, uh, the transition has been really tremendous since about 1990 with the advent of computer aided design and the technology that is associated with that, that has allowed us to do many, many different things. We brought in technologically savvy people. We started doing plotting, which is, you know, basically the printer that hangs off of a computer aided design system. We're now statewide. We've got four locations and, um, we migrated to the WGA membership in about 2010 because our plotters were, were an effective way for grocers and, and many others to communicate on large format paper and large format posters. So we, we started the in-house poster printing system and it's been an easy transition for, uh, for us to make and for the grocers and, and others that use these plotter systems because they are, very easy to use with as a result of technology. The design is easy. The printing is easy. It automatically cuts uh, off the prints, and you and you pretty much simply hang them up, or or you can use adhesive and, and stick them up the wall. In fact, we've uh, we were uh, blessed enough to be named grocer uh, grocery vendor of the year in 2017, and uh, we're very proud of that because it it meant to us that uh, we were doing some things right for the grocery industry and. They're a great bunch of people, so we uh, we continue to support them every chance we get. Uh, from a technology standpoint, obviously the printing side has been, you know, a huge change in your ability to make oversized prints for store windows and other uses by grocers. The equipment has changed significantly, and it and it's no longer just something that you keep in your shop. I mean, that's uh, aren't your products something that grocers can eventually use on their own. That's 100% correct, Brandon. Um, technology makes everything easier, makes everything smaller, makes everything faster, and makes everything cheaper because it takes it takes the labor out of out of a lot of things that we're doing. The the, the printing is now done in store on a machine that you know can take up a, a space that's uh, two feet by three feet, and it gives you all kinds of capability. The basic sign templates are there for you. The, the basic photographs, if you want to use them, you can import photographs. Um, our shops uh, have, have really focused more in the last few years on on large format graphics of people's logos and caricatures, printing and cutting those things out. And uh, and today, you know, we can not only do those, but we can also do custom tents and graphics uh, for for people, uh, retail, grocers, um, pretty much anybody. The technology has made it so much easier. It's it's a wonderful tool. Steve, you know, you and your team. Uh, had a deep appreciation for what the grocers, your customers were going through as they kind of waded through 2020 and what things were like for them. But from a, from a company that does business with grocers and, and others, uh, as, as broad-based as you are, what were some of the lessons that you pulled out of 2020 and then applied them to your business plan in 2021? And, and how do some of those changes affect your grocer customers? I think the the overriding educational opportunity we came out of COVID with was that people need to be clear and more organized in their communications. Uh, and, and it's simply because people weren't face-to-face 
anymore. I mean, not as much work could be accomplished uh, if, a, if a process or good communication wasn't in place to make things happen. What that ultimately meant is you needed to, to shape up and get it, get it right and get the communication right. And that has led to more efficiency. Um, I think everybody that has survived this is now more efficient. More, more people are using Zoom, for example, uh, that never did before. And that is getting us connected faster uh, than it was trying to set up face-to-face -face meetings. Not that face-to-face -face isn't good. I certainly think face-to-face -face is best, but when it comes to communicating, um, you either do it face-to-face -face well, or you, you figure out another process to make it, make it better, figure out a workflow, um, how to cross train people, because when somebody gets sick, you better be able to have somebody step in or your business, your customers, uh, grocery, retail, uh, construction, whatever are going to suffer. So Steve, with the, with the anticipated changings that seem to be, you know, on deck for 2021, the weather's a little nicer. Restaurants are going to start to open up a little bit. You're seeing more businesses come back online. What sort of changes do you see in your business as well as changes for your customers in 2021, you know, kind of developing trends from your business as it impacts and benefits grocers? Well, the fun answer to that is going to be we're going to go to more brewer games, have more tailgate parties and uh, do more barbecues, uh, all of which is true because uh, lots and lots of us have missed you know, have missed all of that camaraderie and uh, and face to face enjoyment. Um, the truth be told is we're all about visual communications and have been really our business has been communications for the last 65 years. But I, I really think that we are now seeing more of our customers and companies looking at signage that communicates better. You know, it's, you know, it's best to say it in words, but signs communicate without words, without somebody having to be there, having to, to tell you where to go or what, what to do. And so that's, that's definitely a trend. Uh, I would say cleaner, fresher looking graphics are, are important. We've had a number of customers, architectural type customers come to us and say, no, listen, we need, this, we need to clean up our client's environment and make it fresher, more inviting than it's ever been before because you know, people are a little bit leery, a little bit put off about getting into situations with, with people they don't know. So we need, to, we need to make that happen. So I guess the long story short is you know, better looking uh, graphics that are easy to understand and uh, make it make it friendlier for the experience of the of the of your customer or your your audience whoever that might be and pretty much whatever situation you're in whether it's non-for-profit whether it's for business whether it's for medical reasons uh just a fresher cleaner more friendly uh safer environment is what people are are i think longing for not only to get out to tailgate parties but but to be more comfortable in their everyday lives well, I think we agree with you on the tailgate party part of it. I, I'm uh, looking forward to that just about just as everybody is as well. Uh, but besides tailgates and besides printing and besides technology and calling on your customers, um, tell us a little bit about what you and BPI are involved with, kind of outside the business, but your support of some charitable projects and partnerships that, uh, that you believe in and, and support. Well, my father passed from... Uh 
the beginning of uh, with cancer with colon cancer. So we're a supporter of that because that's a very difficult disease and, and migrates to, to different parts of the body. We also support second harvest food pantries and, and their food drives. We think a lot of them uh, have supported them through some of our architectural community for the last dozen years. They, uh, it, it's a way to give give back to people that are in need and, and, and you're certain that through the food uh, opportunities, it's going to the right cause. So that's very comforting. Probably the one that's, the thing that's nearest and dearest to my heart is the FASD communities, the fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. It's called a silent disease because nobody really knows about it, but uh, they say one in 20 people are affected by fetal alcohol uh, in the, in, you know, mothers that have had something to drink or a lot to drink during, during birth. Uh, during child uh, um, uh, during child rearing, um, it, it affects it affects the brain quite dramatically. We have a, an adopted daughter that has had the problem, and has the problem, and will have the problem for life. They say it's a silent a silent disease because nobody knows it. But in fact, many many people in the penal system are are a result of those uh, those problems because people, police, disciplinarians, whatever authoritative figures don't know what the issue is. And therefore, react in a way to the kids and 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 people that the kids and people can't handle. Uh, so that's that's been a big problem, and there's a lot of incarcerated folks because of that. So we're doing everything we can to make the FASD communities uh, more uh, more of a known situation, known problem. Steve, uh, many thanks for the work that you do in your community, to you and BBI Color, and many thanks for joining us today. Well, you're. You're extremely welcome, Brandon, and, and I, I've said it to, to many different people that I come across and work with that uh, the WGA Association has been very educational and uh, important to me and has, has offered us, um, our company and our people benefits. I read the newsletter every week with great interest. I learn many things. I've, I've asked you and, and Michelle for information uh, on multiple occasions, and you've given me great advice, and I would also say that the association delivers more uh, political influence for our industries, uh, grocery and supportive industries to the to the grocers than anything else that I've ever run across. And many of the uh, the values and 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 uh, opportunities that you support, and for good reason, they make good business sense are things that I'm very interested in. And, and uh, therefore, I'm pleased to be a part of the association. And uh, and uh, have been named vendor of the year once upon a time. That was uh, really a great surprise and, and appreciated. Thank you, Steve Miller, BPI Color, and your team. Congratulations on the vendor of the year award. That was a lot of fun. We want to thank you uh, and all the folks uh, in your locations around the state for not only uh, working with our members but helping the WGA in many of our projects as well. We know we can always count on you. The WGA's Grocer Cast is sponsored by Kemp's. For over 100 years, Kemp's has provided consumers with fresh, locally sourced dairy products crafted with care across the region. 100% dairy farmer-owned, Kemp's is a proud part of this community producing a wide array of products. From fluid milk, cottage cheese, and sour cream to ice cream, frozen yogurt, and frozen novelties. Kemp's has products for every family member, every part of the day, and every day of the week. Kemp's also supports families in need through a variety of initiatives, including the Giving Cow, shelf-stable packaged milk, made available through food banks throughout the local area. 
Kemp's Cares Forward supports local communities through Kemp's Cares volunteer opportunities, in addition to financial support from the Kemp's Foundation. It's the neighborly thing to do, and it's how Kemp's does business. Welcome back to GrocerCast. Many thanks to Steve Miller of BPI for joining us in the first segment, and thanks to our partner Kemp's for their support of GrocerCast. Our guest today, our grocer guest today, is Greg Hansen second-generation owner of Hanson's IGA. Greg, welcome. Many thanks for joining us today. To kind of help kick off part two of the show, uh, take a minute and kind of give us a look into your background, how you got grocery business, and and how, you know, where you are now as, as uh, the owner of Hanson's IGA. Well, I had the luxury of growing up in the industry, so I, I got to see firsthand with my parents starting the business. I've been dealing with the grocery industry and the changing things that happen just every day. Something's new to, to uh, you know, to grow your business. And it, I look forward to um, coming back to our family business when I got done with school. And uh, I have stayed ever since. So. You know, Greg has, uh, Greg uh, at Hans's IGA has been a, a member of the WGA for as long as I can remember, for as long as I've been here. Um, and so we, first of all, want to thank, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for your service to the WGA board. Most recently, uh, folks should know that you served not only on the board for a number of terms, and you're still on, but you also served for two years uh, uh, as chair of the board and a member of the executive committee. And your kind of claim to fame there is going to be serving through the, through the industry, through the, the global pandemic um, as the industry kind of dealt with that. So we thank you for that and for your service. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the growth of Hanson's IGA over the last 20 years. I remember when I first started uh, many trips to the store on some regulatory issues, um, most notably, and I'm not laughing, but at the time, it was such a, an amazing, serious thing is when, when the Department of Labor came in and did an audit on you guys. I remember sitting in front of Rosemary Leo, and I think you're in a room because I remember Hanson's was one of my first trips. Tell us, tell us kind of how Hanson's has grown over the years, uh, you know, kind of how, you, how the business has grown, kind of what's your strategy? No, we have evolved. We have an HR director. Um very happy to have an HR director and how, you know, just over the years, we have had different opportunities present themselves and, and you just got to ebb and flow with different things. You know, Fleming was a very big part of our business. And when that went bankrupt, that was a very trying time for Hanson's IGA. And we rebounded ourselves and have slowly grown to love in stores. And I think the store count is an easy part. It's a bigger challenge of building the support staff behind that and finding the right person to fit in to help you grow. And we've been very lucky to um, build a good team that has built on itself. And um, my brother and my wife are very involved and my parents are uh, as a advisory level. And um, we've just been very lucky to be able to build a team and uh, have a lot of people have uh, had faith in us that we could buy locations. I am four and a half hours away from our office and to think that we're operating a store that far away and 
and, and, and I'm very proud of this store in Washburn, Wisconsin. And um, so with all the growth that you had, Greg, um, I imagine that you feel relatively lucky that it was kind of finished up, you know, by 2019, but certainly by 2020, because to try and do what you were doing in the midst of, of a pandemic would have been even crazier than what your life was during that. But talk to us a little bit about, you know, what that pandemic was like for you. And I know this could go on for three hours, but I guess what was the hardest thing that you had to deal with, you and your team had to deal with? The, the biggest challenge was just communicating internally because our process of acquiring inventory to sell to our customers was just in complete disarray. You know, there wasn't the 24-hour lead time to get produce. So you, it was just a whole learning curve for all of our different buyers in our different stores or department managers of just trying to acquire product and 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 every day I could buy it this from one person, but the next day then they were out. It was just the evolution of buying product. And, and one of the positives is we caused us to stop doing our weekly printed ad and caused us to get online shopping and to have a very uh, digital footprint with our customer base. So with your advertising program, with what you already had in place, with the kind of the penetration that you had in your markets, what have you been hearing this year now that we're kind of out of 2020 and you know good weather is coming people have positive uh positive attitudes what are you hearing from your customers are you, do you sense a kind of a, a shift from them as they come through the store or their changes and what they're asking you or shopping for what sort of things are you noticing from your customers well one of the departments that really got hurt first off the bat with COVID is just anything service related where people had a wait in, in your store and we have just evolved into more pre-packaged um, self-service deli. We have actually taken a service deli case out of some of our smaller stores, just from two sides of things, just staffing in the building because of COVID and people don't wanna wait in line with customer, other customers. And um, our bakery business is coming back. That was very profoundly affected at first with COVID. Um, our beverage and, um, departments, may it be uh, um, alcohol or soft drink, has been strong. Uh, I think people are staying home still, um, more single serve things um, because people are doing lunches and not, um, not doing um, fast food. It are some of the things that we have noticed in the, in the stores for changes. I, I do continue to have challenges like others do uh, out now that we've kind of moved out of 2020 and into 2021, finding enough people to, to fill what you have in terms of spots and openings. It, 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 it appears just recently, just with all the money that is being spent by our government that the help wanted signs are up all over the place through COVID, the positive people weren't taking vacation times because there was no place to go, but um, staffing is starting to be a challenge again. And you just, you have to be proactive and give pay raises, encouraging your, your managers, Hey, this is a, 
good person on your staff, you need to do 50 cent raise or a dollar raise. Just being proactive when you have good staff, just not, you can't afford to lose people. Greg, uh, many of your stores are located in small communities across the western part of the state, uh, which makes you and Hanson's uh, IGA and all of your associates kind of real important partners in, in the communities that you have your store. So uh, tell us a little bit about some of the, the community and charitable projects that Hanson's IGA works on. Being the graduation time of the year, we, we do an annual um, scholarship in every one of our locations that we have a store in through the different high schools in the area. Um, during Christmas time, we've had a very successful program with a radio station out of Sparta that's called Dream Christmas that has evolved into quite a, a charitable um, event. Um, we have an annual golf outing that we raise money for food pantries and probably the most effective um, 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 thing that we do for charitable organizations is that we allow pork chop and brat sales at our store. And it is not uncommon for a organization to earn 500 to $1,500 at one day selling brats at one location at Hanson's IGA. And, and we encourage people to do that. I, I can't give away 11, uh, you know, $1,000 every week in every location, but there's organizations that can make that kind of money selling pork chops and brats in our parking lots. Make sure you let me know when that is so I can uh, stop by and partake. We are that calendar. We're we're starting that over again, and with with COVID, with the vaccines, people being vaccinated, and we have a, the calendar is filling up. That's fantastic, Greg. Thanks for being with us today. Brandon, I would like to thank the WGA for all the big and little things that they do. And I wish uh, the more people in our industry would um, become um, active members of the WGA. You have been a very good resource, you and your team on, on just all these different COVID questions and human resource issues that has came along with COVID and, and um, just, uh, a long list of diff different um, things that you, you just have helped fight for the grocery industry in Wisconsin. We appreciate what your staff does for our industry. So thank you. Well, Greg, thank you. And it's an honor and a privilege to work for grocers across this state who who are just the backbone of, of getting through, uh, you know, the whole the, the whole COVID uh, issue. And so congratulations and thanks to you. Um, and the rest of our members across the state for an amazing, amazing run during the COVID piece. We've been talking with Greg Hansen, second generation owner of Hansen's IGA with 11 stores in Western Wisconsin. Greg, again, thanks for being with us today and our thanks to our sponsor Kemp's and to you, the members of the WGA for joining us today. We look forward to having you join us on the next WGA's Grocer Cast. Every year, the Wisconsin Grocers Association recognizes individuals with outstanding commitment and dedication to the grocery industry in Wisconsin with an Excellence in Operations and Community Service Award. One person with a lifetime of devotion to the industry will be recognized as the WGA's 2021 Grocer of the Year, and one WGA Allied member acknowledged for their grocery partnership 
with the Vendor of the Year Award. We regularly hear from people, how do people get these awards? And the answer is simple, it's nominations. All award winners must be nominated by submitting an application found on the WGA's new website. The WGA's Board of Directors receives all the nominations and completes ballots, which are tallied and top individuals receive the awards. Once we have the winners, I get the privilege of traveling to the award winner's location to make a surprise announcement to them with their family and team joining in the celebration. The award winners are then recognized at this year's in-person Grocers Innovation Expo on October 12th and 13th at the Hyatt Regency and KI Center in Green Bay. After the 2020 pandemic, everyone in the grocery industry deserves an award, but only the nominated people will be considered. Nominations are due Friday, April 30th, and there's plenty of time to grab a nomination from the WGA's website, wisconsingrocers.com. Make sure you get that, that nomination form, fill it out, and send it in. I encourage you to start that nomination process now to have your completed information in by April 30th.